Last week I talked to you some about um, the whole idea of margin and renewal and being restored. Talked a lot about our own physical health uh, with that. Um, I hope you thought about that some this week. I uh, hope you were thinking about uh, your own margin and having opportunity to uh, think about your own health and taking care of yourself. Um, throughout this month, um, uh, kind of playing right off of that, we are talking about uh, various uh, focuses on refreshing and being renewed uh, in the Lord. And today we're doing that uh, through uh, thinking about uh, communion uh, together today. Um, we come together to um, allow Christ to help us draw close to him. Uh, we, I, I know that um, as I spent some time with some people yesterday, it reminded me of how strong everybody's story is. God is at work in you. God is helping you, uh, whether you're resisting or whether you're uh, allowing it, God is hoping that you would become something, that you would become those desires of his heart, and that you would have a close communion with him. I hope that's your desire. You know, I, I don't know that when I was, you know, I was growing up in the church, I don't remember thinking about all this stuff, you know. Uh, you know, you, you, you kind of just go to church and then go your way. But, but I hope this morning that you would think about your closeness to Jesus, your love for him, and how he uses uh, things like this, things like communion uh, that we can um, think about together. Um, you know, at, at my house, uh, when I was growing up, we had supper. I don't know if you have dinner or what you have at your house, but we always had supper. <clears throat> my mother, uh, she worked and ran this store downtown back then. Uh, I, don't, I know our town, our town was about the size of Pekin, but we didn't have like CVS or Walgreens, whatever. I don't even know if there were those things, but they had all these little, um, these little stores that sold all that stuff. Like my mother ran what they called a health and beauty aid store. And basically it wasn't a pharmacy, but it had all the stuff that the pharmacy would have, like all the over-the-counter stuff and makeup and, you know, all that stuff. So she worked and she managed this place and all, and, um, you know, we would go to school and, or, you know, and then somebody would be taking care of us or whatever. And then we'd come home, you know. And you come home and you got just a little bit of time to go out. And, you know, I got all my friends. And so we were either playing football in the front yard or baseball down the street or somewhere. You know, somewhere we ran around a lot more than they let you run around now. You know, and she didn't really know where I was, you know. But um, she knew I was hanging out with some of my friends there. And so then I would hear, Lloyd, Denise, that was my sister, Supper. And you just hear it, and, uh, you know, you don't go right away. You know, you got to finish whatever, you know. Uh, but I always knew that it really wasn't ready. She just wanted me to get home, right? You, you understand what I'm talking about? So, so I go home, you know, and so she'd say, um, okay, wash your hands, and I want you to help me. And uh, same all the time. It was, ne it was never ready, you know. You gotta, so, you know, you wash your hands, and, you know, you don't do a very good job, then you got to go back and you got to wash them again and really do soap and all that the next time, really get them clean and all that. Um, so, you know, I come in there and so we, she, wants, she wants to talk. You know, so we're doing plates or glasses or whatever, getting ready uh, for supper. Like we, you know, we, rare, we rarely went out. I mean, we ate at home every night. 
not in front of the TV either. We were sitting at a table, and you know, so every night she cooked every night, and um, and so she's fixing supper, and then she wants she wants to talk, like she wants to talk about school and my friends. But you know what I noticed? Most of the stuff that I might need to talk about, she already knew. Like she knew everything. You know, she's always asking her. She's worried about how I'm treating my sister, and you know, if I love Jesus. You know, all these stuff. All this stuff. You know, she wants to talk about all this stuff. Then, you know, so it's, uh, everything's ready, and other people are gathering. You know, sometimes three of us. If if dad dad traveled all the time, and so uh, you know, it was either three or four of us, and we gather around. And the food was always great. I mean, fantastic. You know, especially these biscuits. Uh, she'd make these little thin biscuits, you know, and sometimes they were almost leaving a little crispy. I mean, she'd make them for breakfast and for, I know I'm getting way off. I got to get to, I got to get to the sermon. I'm going to have to go eat lunch before the second service. So um, we're, also, we're, we're all around the table and so we're ready to pray and we're holding hands. And, um, you know, a lot of times early on she would pray and then, um, you know, she would want my dad to pray. You know, he didn't pray a lot, but I'd hear that. <clears throat> and that meant, Daddy, get, get the prayer on. You know, so she wanted him to pray, and then eventually she would uh, get us to pray. And so then everybody would pray. And now, I mean, I'm hungry by now. I'm agreeing. You know, I've been smelling all this food and get her. And so they start passing the plates. You know, so we're passing them around. And, um, you know, and then, you know, you just dig it in. And then I hear her say, slow down. Take smaller bites. Uh, and then there's talk, you know, so everybody's you know, talking about everything, and uh, if they're together, mom and dad are talking about whatever, and uh, so, uh, so it's going great. Now I'm, I'm getting full, and uh, I'm ready to go. You know, it's time to go do something else. And so, uh, you know, you say those magic words. You know the magic words? May I be excused. And then they look at each other, and okay. And then, and the same thing, and the same thing every, everywhere. And, uh, and then you're free, and, you, and you're out. And, um, but that's suffer, right? I'm going to come back to that story, but this is the Lord's Supper. You know, we, we say communion, um, but this is the Lord's Supper. So we come together around it and celebrate it. And here, here's what he said. Paul is writing about this institution of how this came about, how the supper started. And it's in uh, the scripture in 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 34. Listen to this. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this. In remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat the bread and drink the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick and a number have fallen asleep. But if you are more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not finally 
be condemned with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. That, that's what we're doing. You know, when the, uh, in the early church, when Christians would meet, uh, sometimes secretly in homes, they would gather and remember the death and resurrection of Jesus. The church was celebrating communion, the Lord's Supper. And we've been doing that uh, across these centuries. I mean, of all things that we do in the church, this event, this connected with baptism, uh, becomes a, a time of ministry to us, drawing us close to Christ, humbling ourselves before him. You know, I think sometimes communion can become just better, just matter of fact. Oh, that's just something we do uh, once a month or occasionally. Uh, but it's far more than that. This thing that we call the Lord's Supper is an opportunity for us as the church to worship the Lord, to remember what he did for us uh, on Calvary and in the garden through the resurrection. It's a time when we come together to rehearse the message of the gospel so that not only that we know it and express it, but others learn it and express it with us. Today, as we partake of communion, uh, just want you to think about these verses that we read a little bit, some, some points about the Lord's Supper. So uh, the Lord's Supper... Um, we come to Jesus, we come close to Jesus through this supper. Number one, we come close to Jesus by remembering what he has done. Uh, this, this whole experience has remembrance uh, all around it uh, for us. When we gather at the Lord's table for communion, we are not offering a new sacrifice. We are remembering a sacrifice that was made once for all. All the sacrifices that led up to it that are described in the Old Testament are over. We don't do that anymore because we celebrate the one sacrifice that made all the difference. You know, the idea of remembering is more than just recalling some event that happened. It's the idea of, of stir, being stirred in your mind to relive and think about what Christ has done for you. So we are thinking about the cross. We sang about it, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus. What, what, what are we trying to remember? Uh, I made you a little list there. We are remembering that he left heaven to be born to, in a human body, that he became poor so that we might become rich. 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, he became poor. For your sake he became poor, so that through his poverty you might become rich. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree. 1 Peter 2, 24, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds, you have been healed. He willingly took our place on the cross. Isaiah says he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, again, we are healed. He shed his blood uh, for our redemption. Peter says, For you know that it was not with perishable things like silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. 
He conquered death for us. He ascended back to heaven to finish his redemptive work and to serve as our high priest forever to be the one that would offer himself uh, to every one of us. Uh, We recognize that this is a time to remember. It's a time to remember what he has done for us. Secondly, we come close to Jesus by considering where we stand. Considering where we stand. So not only are we called to remember, uh, we are called to think about, to consider, to think about examining ourselves even, uh, to think about what it is that, where we stand with Christ. Jesus died on the cross uh, for you. He died for you. He loves you. He gave himself for you. And we contemplate what that sacrifice means and what we have done about uh, such a sacrifice. Uh, if those have been saved by grace, you know, we recognize his, his love for us. First um, Timothy 1.15 says, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ came to, to the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst, Paul says. Uh, he's recognizing the sacrifices that's been made. I just want to ask you, have, have you been saved? Have you given your heart to Christ? Uh, the, the, script, the song said, if he surrendered so freely himself, so will I. So will I. That's uh, salvation. We offer our heart to him uh, in worship, uh, recognizing what he has done for us, that he is alive forevermore. So, you know, coming to church, you know, you, you know I have no problem getting excited about church. But I'm trying to model for you how it should be. Church is not a drudgery. Church is not just something you do whenever you kind of feel like it. Church is a thrill of your soul. We come together to consider where I stand with God, to celebrate, to worship it, to not get saved again every Sunday. Oh, no, we're moving on. We're growing. We're in this progressive movement of what God wants us to do. But he asks us in these moments, Are you saved? Have you surrendered your life to Christ? We should reflect, shouldn't we? We should reflect. Even the scripture that I read for you, it has has some difficult language in it. Some language about making sure that we examine ourselves. So the the supper is a time to reflect and to worship. Time of self-examination. We're warned here about partaking of the Lord's Supper in an unworthy way. Now, he's not trying to scare everybody off. He's just saying, make sure you take seriously what's happening here. He's talking to the lost. The lost, get saved. Give your life to the one who created you, who offered his life on your behalf. If you're backslidden, come on back. Come back. He's calling you. I got a seat at the table at my supper. Come on. Come on back. Or if you maybe have taken it a little too lightly, you know you're saved but you're kind of just living your own thing. He's saying, come on back. It's kind of like mama, right? Let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit before, before, we, take, before we eat the supper. Let's think about what's happening with you. Uh, just like mama, he already knows. <laughs> he knows what you're doing. He knows what's happening. And he's inviting you to a, to a supper time to say, how are things going? How's this working out for you? What can I do to, to be a help to you? Let, let, let's get back. Let's come on home. 
Uh, I know you're out there in the world doing your thing, but uh, you know, we're not quite ready for supper, but come on home. Uh, he's encouraging us uh, to examine ourselves, to think about uh, where we are. Look at those. There's a couple other things here. Uh, we come close to Jesus by, oh, I love this, identifying with him. You know, one of the things about communion and baptism is that it's like this public identification uh, with Christ. Now, you might not think this is so public or whatever, but, you know, we, we do it all together, right? We just pass the plate and you just take a, take a little bit and we share it together. And we, we make this public proclamation that it is well with my soul and I'm welcome at this table. Same with baptism. Next, next week we're going to have all these people that are identifying in a public way with Jesus Christ. I'm so excited about that. I, I'm not sure how many it be. It seems like I, I start out with this big number and then it kind of you know, floats around for a little while. But we could have 20 people baptized next Sunday. Isn't that something? That's incredible. But even if it's just a few less or a few more, it's such a public identification. Have you been baptized? Have you made a public expression of your faith in Jesus Christ? You know, I, I, I get people in all kinds of situations about baptism. I mean, everybody's got a story about baptism. You know, they want their hair wet or, you know, they, um, you know I, get, I get people who want to be baptized again, which I'm okay with that. I mean, your baptism is, is perfectly fine. You don't have to be baptized to be a part of the Nazarene church. Uh, you're baptized into Christ. But I get people that are, are wondering about where their faith is today compared to where it was when they had a, maybe kind of a formal sort of setting and didn't really know what they were talking about or what it was. But now they just want to identify with Jesus. They want to identify with what's happening with him. That's what this stuff is about. That's, what, that's why we do these kind of unusual things like that. I had a lady come in, uh, came by yesterday, I think it was, and she said, do you, um, do you actually put them underneath the water? I said, yes, ma'am. We, we dunk them all the way down. Uh, we wouldn't have to do that. I mean, if somebody was a little afraid or... Was, I'm going to baptize anybody any way we can. The, the, the point is identifying with Jesus. The point is not how wet you get. It, 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 so we use water, but the water is helping us to make this that I belong to Jesus. I love Jesus. I've given my life uh, to Jesus. So if you haven't been baptized, um, mark the card today. Let's, let's, let's talk about baptism. Uh, if, if you've given your life to Christ and you haven't been baptized, you can be baptized next Sunday in this church. Somebody would give me a woo. That was like, I like, that was good. All right. Uh, so we are identifying in the supper and in the baptism, we are identifying with Christ. We're drawing close to him. Now read this verse with me. I think... Uh, will this one be on the, on the screen? Yeah, there it is. All right. Uh, this is Romans 10, 9 to 11. Let's read it out loud. Ready? If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As Scripture says... Anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. What a verse. He's saying, identify with him. Don't just feel like you got this little religious thing going on in your life. No, you, you give everything to Jesus. You, you publicly, uh, personally, intimately identify 
with Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that those who know him were not that are not to be ashamed of him. Let's, we don't stand with the redeemed. We come together and are loudly proclaiming our faith and our dependence on his sacrifice. So the Lord's Supper, this supper, is a time to identify ourselves uh, with uh, Jesus Christ. Number four, we come close to Christ. Uh, we come close to Jesus by proclaiming his uh, death. By proclaiming his death. It's like a declaration. Uh, this verse reminds us that when we celebrate the Lord's Supper, we are declaring his death and resurrection to new generations of people. You with me on that? See, it's not just about me, uh, and it's, a, it's about continuing to proclaim this uh, to all those that will hear. We are, uh, you know, we didn't, we kind of don't run out of celebrating communion. We don't run out of celebrating the supper because we want to continually proclaim un until he comes, he says, right? This is a time of kind of education where we're always taking time to explain the bread. The bread is the body of our Lord Jesus Christ given for each one of us. We eat that piece of bread in remembrance that Jesus Christ died for us. We, we recognize that juice. It's just some grape juice. Just simple elements. But we're thinking about the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. The sacrifice that he made. Uh, so we don't, we don't just kind of do whatever we want to do in the church. We, keep, you know, we, we, we grow and we educate and we study all kind of scripture. But we always come back to the supper. We always come back to the death and resurrection uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, that's why we preach the gospel. That's why we proclaim it, so that boys and girls, men and women, have the opportunity to believe in Jesus Christ, uh, that he redeemed us. Uh, so let us always determine that we will continually remind each other to remind the lost, to remind those that are dying in our world around us, that there is only one source of salvation, and that name is Jesus. That's his name. He's granted us this supper as a reminder to us. One thing that I always say is uh, when we eat and drink, we drink and eat with thankfulness, with gratitude, always thankful. That, that's the spirit. Don't, don't you need that? I mean, you're out in the world and everything's happening and all this stuff is going on in your life and you're trying to take care of this and that and all these people and everybody's bugging you and you're praying about your children and all this. You just need to come, have a seat, take some time, and be thankful. Even about all that stuff, right? Right, because you've got to be thankful. Otherwise, it just makes you ill, right? You come and, and you're, you're grateful for what God has done for you so that you can begin to express that in your life to others that are around you. So we, we recognize this declaration, this proclamation of his death. Last one. We come close to Jesus by expecting his return. Expecting his return. Did you see that in the scripture there? Uh, it was in uh, verse 26, where it says, For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. 
there's this expectation. I mean, that, that makes supper really good, right? Uh, because you know there's not this, this ending, and we don't know what's going to happen, and we're wondering what's happening in the world. You know, we, we know that even though things might be difficult, he's coming back. He's coming back, and we continue to celebrate that. It serves as a reminder of this fact that he's coming. It stirs our hearts by reminding us that one day soon, our Savior is going to return and take his children home to heaven. So when you eat a small piece of bread and you drink the juice, as it gets passed among us, we're remembering Jesus is coming. He's coming uh, for uh, a redeemed people. Uh, we reflect on that. We consider uh, what he has done and what he promises uh, to do among us. When we partake of the Lord's Supper, uh, we are called uh, to, get, to get ourselves ready to recognize what he wants to do among us. So uh, I had some questions here. Are you saved? Is your life uh, pleasing to the Lord? Are, you, are there some hidden things in your life that need to be dealt with? Are there any problems uh, that you have? Uh, can you honestly say that your heart and your life are right before God? Are you ready to receive the bread and the juice with a heart of true worship? Kim's going to play for us. Um, would you just bow with me just a moment? Uh, I just want to give you opportunity. Uh, we're going to take three or four minutes here before we actually start the communion. Um, are you saved? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus? Have you told him that you're sorry for the things that you've done in your past or maybe the things that are going on in your life right now? Uh, do, you, do you have that little uncomfortableness in your heart that maybe things aren't exactly right? I'd love for you to give your heart to Christ today. Maybe you're just hurting. Maybe, you know, the, the, when he talks about an unworthy manner, you know, he's talking about things like, is, is, are things right in our relationship with other people around us? Do we have things that are separating us uh, from God? I, I want you to have nothing between you and Him. So are, are you ready to receive communion today? I just want you to know that uh, this altar is available. It's, it's always open. We have an altar in the Church of the Nazarene, just a place that you can kneel. I know it would take a bunch of courage for you to, to step out, but if you, uh, if you want to make a decision like that, beyond that, I'm just going to ask you this morning, um, would you like to give your life to Christ? Would you honor me, please, nobody looking around? Anybody in this room, in the balcony here, that would say, I really need to make things right with Christ right now where I am? Would you just lift your hand so I can see you? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody? I see the balcony. Thank you very much right there. Somebody else? Thank you. How about, maybe, maybe you know you're saved, but it just feels like something's not, maybe there's something that's just, you need to forgive somebody, you need to, you need to just tell God that you're just sorry about what's happening right there. Anybody like that, you just say, I just need to pray about, thank you. I need to take care of something before I take communion today. 
Anybody? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Many of you. Thank you. Anyone else? As I'm talking, this altar is available to you if you want to kneel here. Thank you so much right here. I see you guys. Thank you. We're thinking this morning about getting close to Jesus. Taking care of any of these barriers that are in the way. There's at least seven people in this room today that are ready to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. There's probably 20 people that want to kind of get things cleared up right there. Let's pray together. Lord, this morning in this room, we're grateful that you called us in, said it's time for supper. And now you're uh, trying to help us get cleaned up, sitting and having a little, little time of conversation together with you so we can make things right. Today, Lord, in the quietness of this place, there are several of my friends that are going to make a decision for Christ today. If you're making that decision today, would you just tell Jesus that you need him? Tell him that you're sorry for not really welcoming him into your life like you, like you know you want to now. Whatever, whatever things in your life have just held you back, actions or attitudes, things that you know in your heart were, were not pleasing to him. And you recognize today that the cross of Jesus Christ is your only hope of getting that all cleaned up. Because he promised that if you would ask him, he would forgive you. That you would believe in your heart that Jesus Christ gave his life for you and was resurrected from the dead to give you life. And if you'll open your heart to him like that today, you will be saved. There will be nothing between you and your God. Jesus did that for you. He wants you to come into his family. Give your heart to him today. Let today be your yes moment. Yes, I love you. Yes, I receive you as my Savior. Praise God. Lord, I pray we pray together for many others that recognize that there's, there's something wrong. Maybe, maybe there's some anger or frustration. Maybe there's some broken relationship that really needs some healing. And Lord, maybe we can't figure all that out right now, except we can do it in our own heart. We can decide what we're going to do about it what our attitude is going to be, who we're going to forgive, how we're going to respond, what our spirit is going to be like in relationship to this issue. And we're not going to let that hinder us anymore from our close relationship with you. We need you, Jesus. And I pray for all of our friends here today that are making new decisions, that are going to walk out of this room feeling so much better because they took a few moments to have supper with you, to take care of things 
before we gathered at the table. So I pray, Lord, that you would forgive us when we put those barriers in our way. We come near to you today, Lord. Lord, I pray for every person in this room right now, every one of us, that you would help us to know that we are welcome at your table. So we gather now and we pray that you would anoint this bread and this juice. We know there's no magic in it. Nobody's going to get saved because they, they take these elements today. But may our heart be so right and may we feel so close to you. We love you, Lord. And we praise you together and we, we come to supper. In Jesus' name. Those that are going to serve, would you come and join me? Cheryl helped serve us. Um, as they're getting the trays, we pray for the elements. Um, I'll take you back to my story for just a moment. Um, uh, God called you here today. Uh, he invites us into a, a place of worship uh, at his table uh, to eat his bread and his juice and to be remi reminded of what he has done for us. Uh, this service was um, our little kitchen conversation with him, uh, talking about where we are and where we stand and how things are going and what, what we need in our relationship from him. Uh, we're getting ready to, uh, uh, we said a prayer together, and now we're passing the plates. Um, the biscuits are right there. So there, they, there they are. That bread and juice, go right ahead and serve us too, please. Um, if you know where you perfect. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're passing the plates. We're remembering, we're thinking, we're celebrating an expectation of his return. Um, so we, uh, we gather our food. Now, don't, don't eat too quick. Uh, we eat together, um, small bites, a little piece of bread, a little juice uh, as our reminder of, uh, of what he has done for us. And don't forget those most important words. May I be excused? Did you forgive me? Did you keep me clean? Did you keep my heart close and open to you? Let's sing together. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. How I love Jesus.
little song kind of says what I've been trying to say today. Um, it's probably old, and uh, but I'll just teach it to you. It goes like this. Uh, Nothing between my soul and my Savior. Nothing between my Savior and me. Nothing between my soul and my Savior. Keep the That's how to go home today, right? <laughs> Can I be excused? Nothing between my soul and my Savior. Oh, they're almost done. Let's sing it one more time. Nothing between. Nothing between my soul and my Savior. Nothing between my Savior and me nothing between my soul and my Savior keep the way clear let nothing between let's stand together servers be served. Mama used to go to a lot of effort to get, to get it all ready, to make it right, to make it something good uh, for our family. Uh, God's, God's gone to great lengths to give you a place at the table. Uh, don't, don't miss it come with great gratitude. Enjoy the table. Enjoy the blessings that he's provided on your behalf. We get this great opportunity to share the supper. This little piece of bread, we eat it in remembrance that it represents the body of Jesus Christ broken for us, given for our salvation. Let's, with great joy, eat this bread in remembrance that Christ died for us. The Bible tells us that it's, um, it's not simply the body that he gave his, his body for us, but the blood is what covers. The blood covers our sins, our multitude of sins. We drink this juice and we are free. We praise him. So in remembrance of the blood of Jesus Christ shed for us, let's drink this juice and be very thankful. Lord Jesus, thanks for, uh, thanks for supper today. We pray that we would be uh, regularly transformed as we eat with you. We praise you together. Thank you for those you saved today. Thank you for those that made fresh new decisions, that cleared out things today, that brought them back to you. And thank you 
for nothing between. In Christ's holiest name, everybody said together, amen. If you'd be seated, Cheryl.